Hey everybody, John Finn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. We're a worldwide house church network, uh, doing things the biblical and historical way of rotating homes, rotating who leads, uh, taking turns, sharing how Christ is in each of us, and so each of us having an opportunity to share, to host, to lead, etc. So the way the church grew from 120 people at Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire within 300 years from one house to the other, from one family, from one set of uh, friends, family, co-workers, uh, neighbors, uh, to the other, just from the grassroots up, saturating the Roman Empire. So we're doing that same thing, that, that way of doing house church, because not everything that's, that claims to be house church is house church. A lot of it's just miniature of the auditorium. So search it out. Hope you visit our website, cwowi.org. There's uh, some videos there, question and answer about house church. We're all about the discipleship process. Actually, meeting in the homes among families is just the way to help facilitate the discipleship process. Thus, these videos as well. Uh, as an aid, as a resource. So um, the question today is, are you ready for the change that is coming uh, to the body of Christ? You know, there are changes that happen in life through circumstances. Circumstances force us to make changes. Those are external forces at work that force us to think about and process what's going on. There are other changes that we have responded to as Christians that come from the heart, come from the inside out. For instance, uh, you coming to the Lord, when you first came to the Lord, you were responding to things. Your mind was thinking on the claims of Jesus, on the claims that your friend had made, that preacher, whatever the case is, and you were thinking about it, and you were thinking about how it stirs your heart and how something resonated and how something felt right about it. And so you responded from the inside out. And that's what's happening again in the body of Christ. People are out there looking, you know, for, for this and that to happen. And yes, historically, uh, economic difficulty and persecution were the things that, that uh, helped the body of Christ grow uh, externally. But internally, there were also things going on historically and, and scripturally, and that's what's happening now. In fact, when the 120 spilled out into the streets on the day of Pentecost, as documented in Acts chapter 2, there were lots of people several thousand in town for the Feast of Pentecost, and they wanted to know what was going on. And when when Peter told them what was going on, they were touched in their heart, and they responded and said, what must we do to be saved? They were responding both to the external and the internal. So what I'm asking you today is, are you, are you prepared to respond to that internal change that the Lord is bringing? As he said in Galatians 4.19, Paul was praying, he said, my little children, I'm travailing in birth again until Christ be formed in you. It's an internal process. And and so I've spent the last couple or three weeks talking about, uh, in these videos, talking about uh, the change from, from auditorium thinking to house church. And today uh, I'm talking about the difference how New Testament thinking uh, says that there's no such thing as, as secular, uh, that for the Christian, all is sacred. You know, historically, once you had the, the auditorium church, you know, you think in the Middle Ages about people running to the church, crying out sanctuary, sanctuary, and that was a place that was respected as holy and, and a place where people could run to in times of trouble. And that thinking of sacred and secular has boiled down into the charismatic and evangelical and, and just the the thinking in general over the last 1,700 years. And it's it's seen, for instance, when somebody will say, well, I, I, I'd like to be in the ministry, but right now I'm working a secular job. Or he's a pastor of a church, but he's also got to work a secular job because the church is small. Something of that nature. And that it comes out thinking ministry and secular, ministry and secular. So we have this mind that there is the division between a person in the pulpit and a person who is not in the pulpit that they are more favored, more anointed of God. I am not. I work a secular job. Sorry. I was called to the ministry.
ministry, but you know, I haven't done it. And it sets up that thinking of sacred and secular. But the, the process can change for you to start thinking in terms of New Testament realities because the New Testament says Christ is in you, the hope of glory, that you are, and I are a kingdom of priests to God. That means we are sacred. There is no such thing as secular for you and I because Christ is in us, because we've been made according to Revelation 1, 5, and also uh, 5 and 6, and then also in chapter 5, we have been made kings and priests or a kingdom of priests. Uh, and to our God and to his His Savior, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've been made a kingdom of priests. Peter said the same thing in First Peter. He said, we, we're a living stone. We're a kingdom of priests. We're a royal priesthood. So we have to think, we have to start changing our thinking to, to stop thinking secular is one thing and sacred is another and realize Christ is in you. You are a part of a kingdom of priests. Therefore, everything is sacred. When you go to work, it's sacred. Your computer is sacred. Your home is sacred. Your clothes are sacred. Everything you have is sacred because it's all the Lord's. It's all dedicated to the Lord. You are a part of a kingdom of priests. And so you have to, you have to change that Old Testament auditorium temple thinking to New Testament realities. Christ in you means that when you go to work in the morning, you make your place holy. You make your, your area of influence holy and sacred and set apart for the Lord. Christ is in you so he can manifest himself as he sees fit. Many of you have had words of knowledge, words of wisdom for people, uh, co-workers, and you haven't even realized it. They'll just, somebody will be on your heart and you just know they're going through a hard time. And so you're prompted to walk down to their office or their cubicle or over to where they are, their station. And you say, hey, are you doing okay? I just, just something hit me. I just think that's, you know, maybe something's bothering you today. That word of knowledge and that word of wisdom, that the wisdom that something was going on, you need to go talk to them is a manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. And it just happens in the workplace. You're ministering to them already. And so anyway, without going into a, a lot of detail, I just want to say this, that in Acts 2.46, it says that after the day of Pentecost, it says they were daily in the temple and from house to house. And that period of time was about one year between Acts chapter 2.4 and Acts at and Acts 8.1, where it says every disciple left Jerusalem because of the persecution, except for the apostles. So the it was only a year or so between Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 when the Holy Spirit came to Acts chapter 8.1 that says they all left town. Acts 7 is consumed with the trial and, and execution of Stephen. So Acts 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 all happened within about a year. You know, Peter's shadow falling on people, the, select, the issues with the, the feeding program, uh, you know, that they had going on, all the different things like that. It all happened within a year. And after they moved out of town, you never again see them coming back into the temple. You never see a, a massive return to the temple where they were daily in the temple and from house to house. That just happened for that one year between Pentecost and when they all moved out of town. Obviously, moving out of town, you can't go to the temple every day. Um, and you never see them when they started to trickle back in after uh, Saul of Tarsus got saved. Uh, you know, you never again see that mass uh, involvement with the temple. So here's the thinking that they went through on the day of Pentecost. You know, they had been raised all their life to think about the, the God who filled the temple uh, of Moses and Solomon, you know, the tabernacle of Moses, the temple of Solomon, his glory such that the priest couldn't even stand because the glory of God was so intense. And so they grew up with that. And now on the day of Pentecost, that God who filled the, the temple of Solomon and, and who, who caused his presence to be felt there and Moses and, and between the, the cherubs there and the Holy of Holies, that God now lives in them. 
What an amazing thinking that they had to think that there's the temple, but God no longer lives there. He lives in me and he lives in you and he lives in you and he lives in you and his spirit is poured out and we express ourselves as praying in a language we never have learned before so that we can pray more effectively so he can add his knowledge to a language. So there he gives his flow. We pray it back to him and completes a legal transaction and 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 we're just filled with his spirit. And what, what does that mean? That I'm a living temple, you're a living temple? It it, it means that, that, that there, there is no need for a priest between us. Uh, the, the Levitical priesthood and everything in the temple, there's no need for that. They started looking to people who had hung around with Jesus, who had been in Jesus' presence, and and, and that was the apostles and, and others who were there. Um, they started realizing that with Christ in them, they could meet in homes and, and learn from other living, breathing temples. That process of thinking God doesn't live in the auditorium and that we are all equal in the body of Christ, but we're, for we're saved by the same blood, we just have different functions. That process took about a year. So my point is this. Maybe you're in that process too. And and what's happening in the world, what the Lord has said, and I'm sharing my weekly thoughts. I hope you sign up for my weekly thoughts on our website. A uh, weekly email that comes out, and I'm sharing in January. One of the things the Lord told me about just a, a month and a half ago is that in the coming year of 2022, as I'm recording this in the last Wednesday of uh, 2021, is an awareness in the body of Christ of his kingdom. And that this is growing within people. And this is what we're talking about, this kingdom principle that's not expressed through an, an auditorium gathering, although praise God for those that are there and, and that that shoe fits for you right now. But I'm saying that there's coming a time and it's growing from within the change and the desire for real people and real relationships and people who have your back and people you can go to if there's issues, who will pray for you, who will who will help you out with resources if needed. Whatever the case is, it, it, there's a healthy uh, set of relationships there when, when you recognize that God doesn't live in a building anymore, that he lives in you. And you make that transition in your thinking and it takes a year or two to happen, just like it did in the day of Pentecost from Acts 2-4 to Acts 8-1. It takes time. So give yourself that time, but concentrate on Christ in you, the hope of glory and the ramifications of New Testament thinking. All right, God bless. Bye.